You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. With me today to talk about the five pillars for investment success is Sonia Duplessis, talking to us from the Western Cape. Five pillars, and you also add to the end of that title, Sonia, in troubled times. And it seems to me that times are always yeah. a little bit troubled. But I think at the moment, and over the last year and a half or so, they've been troubled because of the excessive amount of interest rate rises. So in other words, money has become more expensive. Yeah. Hello, Lindsay, and hello to your listeners. Thank you. Um, I, think, I think just to give you some context to the to the article, we are economically still very much in trouble times, like you said, um, you know, interest rates and and inflation are at still at very high points, ultimate highs. Um, you're still sitting with a war between Russia and Ukraine. Um, in South Africa, we're still battling with load shedding on a daily basis. So although markets, equity markets have picked up in the last three, four months and have rewarded investors very well. Um, despite that, you know, they've done very well despite the, the troubled times that we are in. And I think that is sort of like the gist of the article, that despite the economic situation that the world is in, you have to keep on going with your investment journey. And I've given five pillars you know, just as a guideline or as a roadmap to not lose track. Okay, so what um, we've got to do, you just got to carry on. Okay, this is my summary, and we'll come to the five pillars now. But my summary is that you have to carry on with your decision-making process. You may change it a little bit because of interest rates rising or interest rates falling or the market coming off or going through the roof, whatever it is. But stick to your guns. And this is very important, I think, rather than fiddle all the time. Pillar number one, you say investments. You say the first pillar of financial planning is making investments so that the wealth you've accumulated is put to work over the long term. And the long term is key here, Sonia, I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's never a bad time to invest, despite, like you mentioned, despite the fact that inflation and interest rates are high and, you know, equity markets might not look as a good place to to invest money now, you have to invest. Um, you have to stick to if you've got a debit order or a monthly amount going into investment, stick to your guns. Don't, um, you know, don't stop it. And, you know, like you mentioned, it's it's not the fact that that markets are upset that should influence um, if you should invest or not. You should definitely invest, but where you invest is the key. So. Um, you know, you might move a little bit more money into cash and bonds as opposed to equity markets or vice versa. So diversification is key again, yeah, and investing in the correct asset class given the global economic picture. 
is very important. Quite right. You do say that. You say diversification is all about spreading your money into different buckets, as you call them, uh, so that your risk is not too concentrated. So maybe one doesn't do so well because inflation is rising and one does better because it is as well. So, yeah, you've got to have a lovely spread of investments. Pillar number two, Sonia, income planning. And you go on to say the following. This is the process of creating a detailed strategy to determine how much income you'll need to live the retirement lifestyle you want. So don't get a great big lump sum on retirement and splash it off on European holidays and game farms and that sort of thing. You don't do that. You have to realise that you're probably going to live another 25, 30 years. So behave accordingly, I think, Sonia. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're all on a journey on saving towards our own retirement. So whether you are 20 years old, just starting out with your first job, or if you are 50 or 60 years old. So we're all on a journey. Obviously, the earlier you start, the better. Very important not to just sort of like forget about it, because we often see that. And especially now with, you know, traditionally with the baby boomers who worked for 35, 45 years for one company and had a big pension fund, for them or for that generation, it was sort of easier. But now for the younger people that we are finding, you know, the 20, 30-year-olds, even 40-year-olds, they're job hopping a lot more. Times have changed. They've used the money. And I'm generalizing a lot now, but it is a trend. And we see that people are not taking it seriously. So very important to think about where are you going to pull an income from one day when you are retired? Are you saving enough? Are you not spending too much? So don't forget about it. It has to be part of your your monthly budget and um, very much part of life. And must be monitored very closely as well. If you go over one month, you're going to have to say to yourself, okay, we're going to have to cut back Uh, the next month, for example. So it's it's a fluid process, Sonia. Pillar number three is insurance. That's a dirty word to many people. And you say, often seen as a grudge purchase, insurance is simply the intelligent way to better manage your risk. By doing so, you limit the damage to your savings pool in the event something unplanned happens. So don't be too dismissive of insurance is what you're saying, I think. Yes, yeah. And I mean, mean, that includes your short and your long-term insurance. Long-term insurance is where you basically insure your ability to work or something like an income protector. Your short-term insurance is car and household insurance. So it's very, very important to have that in place. It's like your medical aid. You think you might not need it until, you know, the pawpaw hits the fan. So so don't, yeah, don't, um, don't look... Over it, very much important to make it a part of your overall financial planning. Okay, from one dirty word to another, this is your pillar four, tax planning. Planning your taxes, you say, might not be considered as much fun as planning your investments, but it is an equally important pillar to include in your financial plan. For example, you might say, oh, this is a very nice looking investment bucket that I'm looking at here. But then your financial planner, i.e. Sonia Duplessis or anyone else at Brenta's Wealth, says... Yeah, but wait a second, have you seen the tax implications of doing this? So tax is terribly important, Sonia. Yes, yeah, very much so. And what we are also finding now, especially for the South African investors, is, you know, with the the repo rate at 8.2%, you can only have an amount of about 290,000 rand in cash. 
before that interest for the year goes over your um, rebate or the, that annual amount that you get tax-free. So, for example, where a year and a half ago you could have about 400 or 500,000 rand in tax before you start paying income tax on that interest portion, now it's only 290,000. So um, very important to look at that, um, even though money markets are giving a nice, juicy, good yield, be aware that you will be taxed on it. And there's different products. There's different products to hold money market instruments in where it will make more sense from a tax perspective. Yeah, and just overall tax planning should be part of your overall financial planning. There are different products that can be used at different times of your life, especially if you're in a higher tax bracket. You should definitely look at look at that so that you don't um, we're not trying to avoid tax, but we're just trying to be tax clever. Very good. Final pillar now, estate planning. You see, again, this is where I sort of gloss over. We've had two dirty words and now we've had one subject that makes me gloss over because it's talking about um, me and other people making a last will and testament. I get depressed when I think about my last will and testament. But again, incredibly important as part of the five pillar strategy of yours. Yes, and and it feels like it is a subject that we've discussed so many times also on on your program before, but still, um, you know, a lot of people just go through life without a last will and testament and um, not thinking about it. And something like a living will that you can also set up, um, very important, you know, it just sort of like, it's the last step in your financial affairs where you can sort of like just pull all the strings together, is have a proper estate plan and make sure that your last will and testament is in place. Make sure that you've catered for minors that might inherit. Make sure that you've catered for, if you have family members that have special needs, make sure that you've catered for them. And then you might, you know, you might want to bring in a special trust or a normal trust, or you might want to Bring in alternative beneficiaries. So very important to look at your your estate planning side of your financial affairs. When you talk about people with special needs, because after you after you pass away, perhaps somebody develops special needs without you being there to monitor it. Can you give a power of attorney to a certain amount of money with somebody you trust to say, if something happens, please do the right thing? I know it sounds very simple, but can that be done? No, no, not at all. I think that they call that term ruling from the grave. So the only way to protect money is via trust. So you have to then either set up a living trust or a testamentary trust, but that's the only way to control money. You can have a power of attorney in place, but that should be while you are alive, um, where you can give a family member, a brother, sister or someone Yes. Um, power of attorney to act on your behalf, but you can't sort of like give money to someone in your estate and ask them on the condition that should they, um, you know, should they become ill, then the money should be handed over to someone else. There's no ways of doing this. Okay. Um, but a trust can cater for that. Exactly. Very good advice. You see, I've learned something already. So let's just summarise. There's five pillars here. And what I've gathered from it is that although they're all different, they're all part of the same thing, Sonia. It's a very holistic approach. 
Yeah, I mean, financial planning is, is a holistic process. And if one of those pillars aren't in place, it can cost you dearly. Very good. Let's end on that. And of course, you have to uh, have a financial advisor to help you with those five pillars. And on that note, that was It's My Money, brought to you by Brentus Wealth. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentus Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.